Hey, hey, it's your boy, Ivan Sasan, host of Startup by Show. Again, back at it with uh, um, a guest. His name is John Kasman. But before I bring him in, um, if you haven't done so already, please check out StartupIRIShow.com where you'll see what top five angel investors are saying about angel and real estate investing. It's not just angel investors, by the way. It's also VC fund manager and a startup founder that talks about it. Anyway. We have a great guest today. His name is John Kasman. I'll bring him in. And according to his profile, he helps. He has a passion for helping people invest in apartments to create passive income and pursue their passions. But I'll have him give his short description right now. What's up, John? Absolutely. Hey, listen, thank you for having me on. It's great to be here with you. And yeah, I mean, just to give the audience a little bit of flavor, uh, we help busy professionals invest in apartment buildings. So you can get all the benefits, all the perks of apartments, uh, tax benefits, cash flow, appreciation potential, without any of the headaches of being a landlord. So that's what we focus on. You know, what's so unique about having you on is you're also a podcast host. And yeah, to that man. degree of like really, really, really having that passion for giving back. And that's kind of why I reached out to you and uh, not only giving back, but helping educate people to have because there's so much noise out there. That's kind of why we um brought in our podcast right so just to preface the audience the audience is um startup angel investors venture capitalists and uh just really founders that want to get to know um how the cash flow investing side works because they're all about uh unicorns and uh multiples that's what they are and it's very much high risk and sometimes they lack that foundational real estate investing side so i want to start off the podcast and ask you out of all these titles you're a syndicator um you're also a podcast host whatever it else it may be behind that is we're all humans and so i want to ask you why do you do what you do well i uh came from corporate america i was working a w-2 job i worked in corporate uh, advertising for 15 years uh, i worked for some large companies i've worked at gm i've worked for different advertising agencies yeah. And two of the companies I worked for actually went bankrupt while I was employed by them. So that really forced me to realize that we couldn't depend just on a W-2 job to take care of me and my family. Sure. Um, that led me into real estate, did my research and figured out, hey, what are some things that I could invest in that are easy enough to figure out? Where I don't have mm -hmm. to be some tech wizard and try to solve something. Yeah. And uh, real estate was one of those things. And in particular with apartment buildings, it's the scale that is so attractive because that scale allows us to put in professional management systems and teams and allows us to operate it where it's not just relying upon somebody's handyman skills or right. you know finding the right tenant for that one property so for me it comes down to time flexibility with my family as well as making sure we can insulate ourselves from wild swings in the marketplace or changes with a w-2 job wow so the turning point for you was oh uh, yeah sure the corporate job was stable but then it really wasn't kind of thing and so i want to have more <laughs> control in that regard Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there now a higher purpose as to not only serving your family, maybe, but also giving back? Absolutely, man. It's definitely a big purpose. And it's two reasons, right? One is, um, as I went down this journey, I would share with my friends and family what I was doing. Yeah. And while people were excited, 
none of them actually wanted to do it with me or do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. I started by saying, hey, here's how you go do this. Here's how you go buy you a two or three unit. Okay. And they would just kind of head nod. So now it's more about helping others, you know, find financial freedom, time flexibility, and continue to have those same benefits for themselves. But the other thing that became really important is I started to come across different data points. Uh, yeah. One in particular is the wealth gap that exists in this country, particularly with um, African-Americans in this country, as well as Hispanics and other um, other groups as well. Mm -hmm. There's a huge wealth disparity. And the number one wealth driver for most Americans is going to be through real estate. Yeah. And very few people understand that. And it's such a critical thing to establish a baseline that gives you the ability to invest in various deals. You know, whether you are an angel investor or investing in different asset classes, a lot of it comes down to the access. You got to be right. an accredited investor for many of these deals. Well, to be accredited, you have to have a net worth of at least a million dollars or earn an income of $200,000 or $300,000 with a spouse. Well, a lot of people's net worth is tied up to their own primary home because they're not investing in these, you know, uh, these appreciation potential properties like commercial real estate or even residential real estate. But you've right. got to find ways to invest. So for me, it's how do we help other people get a slice of this where they don't have to take on the work of being a flipper or a rehabber or being a landlord themselves? Now, thank you for that. Um, is that now part of just your core value and how you run your business of like providing access to these uh, opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise known about um, just because of 20,000, 20,000, 2012, the Jobs Act. That's when more of these syndication models have uh have come into fruition. And so is that what you're doing now? And uh, you talk a little bit more about the core values. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, from a core value standpoint, we are all about helping people pursue their passions, whatever that is, right? Most of us are not, we don't, we, whether you love your job or you can't wait to get out, get away from your job. The reality is there are other things you wish you could do. You want that time flexibility. You want the control of your schedule. For right. me, it's about, listen, my day ends at a certain time because that's when my kids get home from school. Like I have the power to do that. You know, at five o'clock today, I'm taking my son to his first baseball practice, right? Like I was very deliberate in creating a life that gave me that flexibility. I did not have that when I was in corporate America. You know, I didn't have the ability to say, sorry, son, I can't come to your, your game because yeah. I got a big presentation. I was on the road. I remember I missed one of his birthdays, like the actual day of his birthday, not his party. Yeah. But I missed his birthday because I had to be on set for a, a television shoot we were doing. And it was in those moments that I realized it doesn't really matter how much money you make if you can't be where you want to be when you want to be there. And that's really the key that I wanted to help other people get in their own lives. And real estate is just one way, right? It's not the the magic elixir that's going to fix everything. Correct. But if you can start creating passive income, it's one way for you to start taking more control of your life. Dang. You said it well right there, man. It's not only the, the financial part of it, but actually the mindset shift of prioritizing what actually matters more in life. Not only actual money, but the wealth comes from the relationships like how we're building and establishing this one right now. But uh, considering that you have, I don't, I personally don't have kids yet, <laughs> but um, I do understand and I coming from the kid side is my parents would, um, would work so much when I was in middle school. And that's kind of when I discovered this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, at 11 years old, skimmed in. That's kind of why I'm in this space now. Um, and, uh, I just hated the fact that my parents didn't have time for me at a younger age. Um, not that I hated it, but like, it just wasn't possible like that. So yeah. now for the future generations, that's kind of part of why, um, I'm doing this and 
hopefully increasing the likelihood of having more freedom of time with that kind of thing. Let's talk more on the investment side. Um, and I framed these questions from a team first. So who John Kasman is, if, if mm -hmm. the audience is an investor that's looking to invest in some deals and just looking to learn more about John Kasman and what he does with his syndication group, then, um, I'm doing the due diligence as a great steward for their capital, hopefully not necessarily coming from my co-sponsorship, but like if they want to learn more about you kind of thing, and it's usually from team market and then deal talking about the market. Now, one of the hottest questions has always been, how do you protect the downside in these multifamily syndications, especially with these economic and political turmoil? Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. And the thing is, there's always a lot going on in the world. You know, I think yeah. that's the thing is that there's always a crisis of the day. And I don't want to sound morbid or anything like that. But I think we always have to understand that we cannot control these outside forces. So what do we do? We try to mitigate risk as much as possible. When it comes to markets, we like markets with strong fundamentals. I like markets that are seeing natural growth, right? Is population growing? Are jobs growing? Is it business friendly where employers want to open up shop there? Right. Is it landlord friendly, right? Is it friendly for business owners? Those are the things we're looking for in the market. And if that market is growing, the likelihood of that market continuing to be attractive and continuing to grow despite whatever is happening in the world right. is likely to continue, right? So we're looking at that when it comes to to the market. Then when we talk about the actual deal or the structure, you know, part of it is understanding what's the business plan. Correct. In the same way that, you know, if you are looking at a new startup for an investment opportunity, you are looking at the story, you're looking at the business plan, you're looking at the team, and it's very similar to the way we approach it. Now, the good thing that we have is, you know, we've got a secured asset. There's a building that exists that people live in and people pay rent. There's operations. I have an income statement I can look at, and we can look at it to say, okay, you know, people are paying on average $800 for rent in this property. But if we do this, we renovate this kitchen, we tidy up the bathroom, we know we can get $1,100 on average for this property. And that $300 increase is going to drive up our net operating income and increase the value by X. So we have those things at our disposal. So one of the ways we protect ourselves is to focus on deals where we can force appreciation or we have more control over how the property is going to be value, valued in the future. So we don't necessarily like to just go in and buy a property and just hope it all goes well. Correct. We want to go in with a very clear business plan of how we're going to create value for our investors and our partners. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. And uh, one of the questions that I, I know the audience has been asking about is, can you talk a, bit, a little bit more about the passive investing journey as a startup founder, I guess myself, looking to invest in your deals? Um, how does that all work? If you could simplify that. Yeah, absolutely. So the, I want to start with the why, and then I'll, I'll get into the specifics of how it works. The why is really simple for most people, right? It could be for diversification. It could be for cash flow. Uh, as you mentioned, if you've got big wild ebbs and flows of you know income or checks coming through you have a you know uh deal that that ipos it could right. be for steady cash flow uh could be for the appreciation potential and many of our investors do it for the tax benefits particularly those who have a uh, business income or they have a you know business that they own or they um they have other passive income it's a great way to lower your tax liability so right. Once you understand the why and recognize that these are typically a three to seven year 
hold period on these deals. How it works is really easy. First, you connect with different operators. Uh, so if, for instance, you want to connect with us, you could do that, get to know us. We would set up a call and go through whatever your process is of vetting a group and making sure you feel comfortable with them. Then you would, well, almost every group has some sort of a form where you sign up or you, you know, you input some information. So you would sign up on our new investor form and that right. would just let us know that, yep, you're open, you're looking for opportunities, you know, and, you know, give us a little bit more context on you and your investing capabilities. And then when we have a deal, we send a deal over to those investors that are in our database. You'll have a chance to take a look at that deal, review it ask questions to us about that deal, and then make a soft commitment. Once you have a chance to go through all that, we develop a PPM or a private placement memorandum, mm -hmm. and that's gonna be your subscri subscription documents to get you in on the deal. Once we have that, you wire your funds and you are a partner with us on our latest apartment building. Wow, I know your uh, organization is called Kasman Capital Group, but the way you described it uh, compared not, I can't really compare that to anyone else, but like, dude, the way you described it was just clear, crisp, to the point, and just, I'm amazed at how how you described it, like, simply. Um, yeah, from, I got a little graphic, I'll send it to you. It's like a six-step graphic of how the process works. Awesome, awesome. I, I really appreciate that. And I guess my final question is, do you have any specific advice for anyone that's looking to get into it, um, with or without... Uh, with or within your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the first thing is just, yes, understand the benefits and the perks and just decide whether or not it's a fit for you. What I find is some people want to be way more hands on and it's not a fit. You know, they want to know, hey, you know, how many people didn't pay rent today or, you know, today is uh, April 1st as we're recording this. Right. So people want to know, hey, how's rent collection going? That's way too intense. Right. If you want to be that hands on, this may not be the approach for you. But if you like being hands off, you like being more of a manager, looking at things, reviewing reports, reviewing data and investing from that standpoint, this could be a great fit. Um, one thing I would ask you to do is always ask about a deal that didn't work out as planned, just yeah. so when you're vetting, you can get a sense of the caliber of the person you're working with. You know, uh, as you know, from all investing, not all deals pan out. Um, the great thing about real estate and commercial real estate is because of the size of the deals and because of the way they're valued, the banks, they they basically can do these deals without any personal liability. Because if a deal doesn't work out, they just know that there's so much value in the property that they can just go out and put it back on the market and they'll have another buyer just like that. So I like the fact that it's secured and I think that can be very comforting for people. But on the same note, you do want to get to know who you're looking to partner with, understand who they're at, who they are at their core, what's the character, value, their experience, and just make sure you're partnering with the right people. Awesome. Awesome. John, I really appreciate you being on the Startup REI show. Is there a way for people in the audience to uh, reach out to you, understand what you do and whatnot? Yeah, the easiest thing you can do is actually download our sample deal. You know, if you're interested in investing, we've got a sample deal package on our website. You can go to kasmancapital.com slash sample deal. And this will start to frame up, you know, the deal structure and some of the key common questions and, and insights you may be looking for for any kind of deal. We'll also give you some follow-up emails. We'll get you on our mailing list. And uh, we'll be happy to set up a quick 15-minute call from there as well. I'm just making sure. Okay. Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate your time, man. I'll Absolutely. end the stream now.